You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome to Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Oh, here to talk some some Washington Spirit. Get back into the grinds. We've uh, been out a couple weeks. Uh, we had some interviews that we dropped, uh, and I, but we finally have some some news. We had the NWSL draft and a bunch of other stories that that dropped related to to women's soccer and uh, the Spirit. John, how do you do, my friend? Hope your weekend went uh, went well. I'm good. I'm I'm still recovering from the third round of the NWSL draft. I think <laughs> uh, I think I've been I've been on my butt uh, after having watched it. And we'll talk about that, but yeah, that was a that was wild. We there. I, I always laugh when teams have draft parties because, particularly when they don't have like a high pick. <laughs> so I saw that they were doing this for the spirit, and the spirit technically didn't have a pick until the end of the second round, I believe, was what it was. Third round, beginning of third round, beginning of third round. And I was like, that that's boring for anybody who went out and did that. So to all of you who went out, good for you. I would not have done that. You were uh, rewarded by a third round that went absolutely bananas, crazy. <laughs> Uh, so there, at least there was that. So that, that was my that was my probably most enjoyable time period of the last of the last week or so. What about you, Ted? Yeah, I kind of I kind of planned. I guess I could say like I, I kind of kept. I was like I knew they didn't pick like in the first or second round. So I said, okay, well, let me just kind of follow. Maybe there's a major trade, and then maybe I'll start to tune in. And then then I think I I had finished my sort of nightly tasks and was like, all right, I'll sit down and watch this. They got picks, some picks coming up. Um, I sort of forget, like, you know, you think the third round in like a in a draft, like, let's be clear, like if if this was, you know, we talk about Major League Soccer, which has 30 teams, they would have been like they would have their pick if where it was in like the actual pick order would have been the, you know, first pick of the second round or something like that it, in, in all actuality, maybe even maybe even still within like the late a late first round pick. So the depth we talk about in the NWSL draft is, is vastly different um, than what it is in the MLS draft. Obviously like the college soccer still plays a major role. Now there are changes happening. We're seeing a lot more players go a lot earlier who come out of, you know, youth academies, youth national team appearances. And they say, Hey, forget college. I'm ready to go pro now. Let's go. Um, So very, very different sort of atmosphere. So, I mean, like even in the third round, there were still players that get invited down to the draft that got to come up and speak. So um, just a very sort of different atmosphere yeah. than what you get from as a, long as the NWSL continues to have like four teams in the league. Uh, the, the, <laughs> certainly the draft, the draft's going to go a lot different than it will for every other league. So that that's the good. That is the good part. Third round draft picks matter because yeah. you're only talking about like 25, the 26th the best player in the, in the, in the draft class, which is, you know, there's a reason why women's soccer in the United States has been so dominant or, you know, up until very recently was an unparalleled dominance because of the level of competition all across the country in the college space where other countries could not compete. They didn't have that sort of high level, uh, competition. Now, obviously things have evened out a little bit as professional leagues have flourished in the rest of the world, but that was always, that was always a big thing. Anyway, um, let's, let's get into how the, the I think probably the, the biggest bombshell, of of the draft night, which was Emily Sonnet, a former now former Spirit player, traded to OL Reign mm-hmm. for draft picks. One of which was a third round pick in the in the the night of a thousand third round picks, but also a first rounder in twenty twenty four. This will, is somewhat of note because we traded our first round pick to Orlando for her. I think it was this season, so we're just sort of we're just like it never happened basically. Um, 
some some comments about this I think that are kind of relevant. Obviously, Kelly O'Hara has, is gone. She went mm-hmm. to Gotham and announced it on the Men in Blazers podcast, which we talked about already as a, certainly a, a new frontier of the NWSL, having that happen. Um, but this is also the second time that Mark Parsons has had her on her team on the team and traded her. I think that the fan base took this kind of personally. I think so that so let's talk about that before we get to the rest of it. People get very upset when their players I this is I mean this is all the case, but it seems when if a US national team player gets traded from your team, like it is DEFCON five on your Twitter feed, uh, on Facebook, people are angry. People will not want to follow the team anymore because of the power of the U S women's national team to like influence who cares about your NWSL club. I think, you know, if Ted and I weren't covering this team, I don't think that that certainly would not sway us. Like we're, we're spirit fans because you know, we're here, right. It was our locality, mm-hmm. but it, I think on the back of Kelly O'Hara leaving, people are taking this, uh, very tough. She played 10 games last year. She suffered with injury, not as injury prone as Kelly O'Hara, but certainly has had her challenges um, in the championship year. I believe she played a little bit more than that. Uh, but the the important thing here is that uh, Mark Parsons is saying there are structural issues with this team. And the structural issues he is talking about is the fact that everybody is on the U.S. women's national team on this club. <laughs> and when they go away, they're left with, uh, some cones and then some good players, but most, but some also it, some cones. It, you know, what do you it's do? ridiculous. It's it's so ridiculous. It's it's and it's ridiculous. I'm gonna, you know, and, and apparently some people are. I think there's been some speculation as to how well Parsons and and Sonic get along. Um, again, all speculation. I think when we hear those types of things, we do you know, think about the, the troubled history of NWSL. And I, and I really hope there's not something, you know, waiting in, in Mark Parsons is hiring is hiring as, as it was, was, was pretty controversial in how the team sort of handled it and the way they addressed it uh, compared to what we've seen from MLS put in structure. So um, they're working on that, by the way, yeah. they, NWSL has gotten sort of some process folks for, they, I think that stuff did not exist. There was no, there's no like guidelines for hiring and interviewing coaches yet they're yeah. developing them now so but you know i understand it i understand what parsons is saying he's saying look you know we need to it, it's again it's so so frustrating that they have to they have to deal with this that there is not a structure in place for nwsl which is trying to which is a league that relies so much on this talent being out there on the field that they cannot conceive away with 12 teams 12 teams we're not talking about 30 teams in this league 12 teams Teams having multiple players. I mean, the spirit are still going to be hit offensively. And I think that certainly played a role in where they were looking in this draft. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was very much a best available. Like we're just going to take like third round. Like we don't have, we can't think about need at this point. It's just, who do do we think is the best available? And I think, I think that's kind of where they went. And I think the people that valued the team that the, the people who were grading the draft were looking at what needs do they have? And did they fulfill those needs? Gave them pretty low scores. The lowest. Uh, In fact, yeah, the lowest. And, I think there are a lot of people that looked at the players they got and said, "This these players are really good. Like, regardless of need, regardless of fit, doesn't really matter. These players are really good. And you know what? That's not a bad draft strategy to have. There's a lot of argument, a lot of argument out there to the fact that maybe you don't care so much in a draft, in a college draft of young players about what needs or what positions you fill because 
you get the best available and those players are successful. Your team gets better, not trying to, you know, maybe grab a lesser player because they fit your team better. Um, so there's a lot of argument to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously the team has one gaping hole and that's defense right now with the Emily mm-hmm. Sonic trade, they need defenders and they drafted one defender who's a, who's, who's a, I believe a right back. She was listed as a forward midfielder and defender, but uh, I guess she plays as a right back. So maybe a little bit all over the, all over the field. So if, um, if this team does not sign, if, if there are no additional, uh, at player acquisitions at center back by the beginning of the season, I will, I will shave like little <laughs> lines in my eyebrow. Like I was a lot younger and that would be something that people did. Um, that's what I'll do. Uh, I, there's no, there's just, mm-hmm. it's just impossible. Clearly, they, clearly, they, I, I think Mark Parsons having just left the, the Netherlands national team job very recently, uh, and also having coached abroad before, has maybe some inten- some international targets that he's looking at. There are certainly with Julia Rotter going back uh, to to Europe, uh, with uh, Karina Rodriguez uh, leaving. There are international slots this team has not utilized. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much as far as on the salary and, up goes, but they've got spots and roster uh, and roster space as well. I think you talk about Kelly O'Hara. There's no more allocated U.S. players, so Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet. Uh, I'm not sure Julie Rotter probably wasn't on the the most expensive contract in the world, but those two players probably took up a huge chunk of that contract and you can split it out a little bit to maybe two or three players that, yeah, maybe they're, you know, on their best day is not going to be as good as Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet, but can it very least provide you to sort of build out, uh, build out the depth in the team because it's clear where the future of this team lies. It's in, it's in Ashley Hatch. It's in Ashley Sanchez. It's in Trinity Rodman and it's in Andy Sullivan. Those four players are your are your fulcrum of your team that you're going to build forward past the World Cup. And, and you know, I I think it's kind of it. If you look at it, if you take out the emotion, emotional context of it and and where this team needs, I think the MLS Sonic trade makes a lot of sense. Yep. You got a first round pick next year, which I think is, you know, I think the value, I, I think the con maybe getting the contract on was a little bit more valuable than what they got in return. I think they want to sort of open up that roster space because they're using up a lot of it for a lot of different players. And the the weird thing is like in it, like in DC, like we can have a like in MLS, we can have a general idea of kind of where teams stand. We have no clue. And we talked about this a lot. No clue. I we don't know how much roster space they have. Yeah. Um, it seemed pretty clear when they were quiet in the draft that if you didn't have a draft pick that you had to offer, uh, you weren't getting many trades. And I think we saw once they once they got, unless you wanted to send a boatload of allocation money, and I just don't think they were prepared to do that. They were just like, let's 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 keep our keep our cards close to the chest. So we do know that the salary cup cap has gone up this year to one point three seven five one point three seven five million dollars, which is a twenty five percent increase over the previous year, and allocation money has been increased to six hundred thousand dollars per team per team. So to go over that amount, you have that to play with, and also want to make sure that I uh, remind everybody that Gabrielle Carl. Or Carly, hopefully find that out soon. I've not gotten our pronunciation guide from Sam yet, uh, but that's an international defender who has come in. So there has been lots of departures, but there this was a this was one of the few, I think the only uh, new player acquisition that was not previously a resigned free agent so far. So I, they're not done. It's January sixteenth. I hope they're moving soon because uh, uh, camp starts uh, at the soonest in two weeks and at the latest, and I think in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, watch this space. Clearly, they're not done. There's more work to do. <laughs> this certainly, certainly is. So, 
Um, want to talk about this draft? Let's talk about this draft. So where first where I want to make sure we send everybody is to Black and Red United, where Andre Carlisle <laughs> has done all of the homework that we're going to uh, steal for the podcast uh, <laughs> so that you guys can hear it from an audio perspective. But do that. Go to I'm sure you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know about Andre, you know about Black and Red United, you know that they have multiple staff writers covering just the spirit. So if if this is news to you, go to that website and, and read their spirit coverage. But let's get started. Uh, the first pick, I believe this was the natural pick of the draft, took Nicole Douglas, a forward from Arizona State. Uh, why this is notable is she played for Chelsea in the academy, which is also where Mark Parsons coached a long time ago. Uh, he thinks that uh, if you look at our four attackers, you only see two playing in the front line. Nicole Douglas is a special player. Uh, she had a, I had a very honor, honest conversation with her two or three weeks ago about her position and her role. I think she will be one of the very, very best players in this league between lines because of her final pass. We haven't seen anyone in the draft that has a final pass like her, and she's a goal scorer. Uh, so that's promising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that. I, I think that's a, a a line breaker is always a great thing in this league to have, and I think that that was particularly once the top the top echelon of this of this roster would go on a national duty. That's the stuff you would see disappear uh, pretty pretty promptly. Yeah, and then uh, next up is Liza Balsaman. Uh, they got a goalkeeper, so I think they did address. If you talk about not addressing needs, I think this was a need. You needed you uh, lost Devin, Devin Kerr, Kerr went to Houston. Went so. to Houston. Um, so you needed to fill that role in the goalkeeper ranks. And I think they were talking about on the show. They think she's somebody that could compete uh, maybe for that number one for that number one spot. So uh, someone they got a goalkeeper. She played for Gonzaga uh, in the 2022 season. I think she was the second goalkeeper off the board, I believe. So that sounds right. If we're talking list, I think she was the second prospect. So probably late round pick. You go for a goalkeeper. Those usually are more late round type picks. Um, they did have to make a trade. They sent uh, swap seventy five thousand dollars in allocation money for the 29th and 34th picks and then delivered the 29th pick plus thirty uh, thirty thousand dollars in allocation money uh, to racing Louisville to move one spot up to select uh, in 28th. So th- there's a there was a lot uh, the the when watching the draft, there was some very clear trouble trying to keep track of who had I think at certain points I thought D.C. like uh, Washington was next. And nope, it's Houston. They traded that pick. Uh, so there, there was a lot of trading there. The spirit were all were the entire fault of that, by the way. <laughs> they <laughs> they were the chaos agent for the third round. I think yeah. that's the case. Speaking of uh, former this uh, the former spirit goalkeepers, Sydney Schneider just signed with Sparta Prague, which is very cool. I didn't even know they had a women's team. So very cool. Did I? I, I don't even think we talked about this. Did I? I did study abroad there a million years ago. Did I go on her Instagram feed and say, tell her places she should she should go to eat if she missed American food? I did. I did. And those places are still around. So hopefully, Sydney, you see that comment and you utilize it. Uh, but that was not uh, how many more third round picks. There's at least two more. There's Riley more. Tanner, the yep. you're from Alabama. R- Riley Tanner. And this was this was when sort of Mark Parsons talked about how the World Cup sort of decimates them. Uh, but the point here is that she's a natural left sided player, left left winger, potentially mm-hmm. more of a winger than uh, Mickey own, uh, but also combines well with forwards. I think having Tara play as a straight nine is, is, is preferable, particularly when Ashley is, I think you want to find ways to get Tara on the field and that sort of, maybe you wedge her as a, as a winger. Um, but Tara also is still recovering from her stretch fracture in her foot. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, I don't know if she'll be ready for the beginning of the season. So some depth, you talked about this at the, at the start. Yes, they drafted 9,000 forwards, but they need, they needed 
they need depth and they also need to find out what kind, how can they be dangerous during the international windows or during mm-hmm. the challenge cup in the middle of the season. So that's what these players and, are going to help them do. And you talk about, you know, you need to find talent, young talent that you can leverage with, you know, with the, the salary caps gone up, but uh, you have a large chunk of that going towards uh, several different players. So you need to, so I think there was, I think they were smart to utilize the way they did in this draft and, in, in getting that cover um, because it, the world cup is going to take out, take a lot out of a lot out of this team for a long time. Again, stupid. They have to do it, but it is what it is. So, uh, and uh, next up, Lena Solano. Yeah. From, next from, on the list who scored an unbelievable, just go watch the video an outrageous bicycle kick goal. Um, honestly, I think she will be the rookie of the year next year based on just based purely <laughs> on that bicycle. Golasso, the Golasso metric. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Andre, Andre, I think like wanted the spirit to draft her first in the draft. So he gets, he gets a call out there. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that, maybe that was part of it. We don't know. Uh, Savannah Coleman was the next player. Uh, who got drafted. This is an interesting one. Uh, she's coming from Colorado, but had previously played, I believe in Stanford before this. So this is a player who has had a serious run of injuries. And we run down the list here, tore ACL in 2019 meniscus repaired 2021 surgery on her right hip. 2022 had surgery on her left hip. So she, all of the things have been broken at least once. So hopefully she's got some more mileage out of it. Uh, if you're a spirit fan, you, hip injuries sound familiar from Jordan Baggett. ACLs sound familiar with every player basically uh, over time, but uh, I think she's seen as sort of being a potential steal if she can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always a big question mark with players with that kind of history. But uh, I think at this point in the draft, this is a spot in which you can afford to take a risk with a player who may not be able to stay on the field all the time. She was the first U.S. player to score a hat trick at the U-17 World Cup. Uh, and basically... She, uh, I think Andre called it out here. Luckily for her, she's heading to the club with one of the world's best medical teams with Don Scott coming to the spirit. So hopefully, uh, we can work a little magic and see what she can see, what she can do. And that's the one positive thing I think we have about the, the new ownership, um, that's come in is that they, it appears, you know, uh, Michelle Kang didn't just buy this team, make all this noise and then just say, okay, I'm back to the, back to the bare bones thing. I actually, I'm not going to invest as much as you think I'm going to invest in this team. She really seems to be putting her, putting her, her money where her mouth is and actually investing. And I think having, I think that's maybe why they said, Hey, we're investing all this money in these, in these trainers and, and staff that no other team probably knows. They do not have the, you know, the capacity to do so. We think yeah. we can do it. Let's, let's bring her on and we think we can keep her healthy. So, and it's worked. I mean, there, there are teams all over the world that, that have done that with players and trusted themselves and it's worked out well for them. So if you could, if, if I think that's the only place you can spend money in a salary cap constrained league, right? Is that, mm-hmm. is that stuff that gives you advantage? I think if, uh, I think if that were not a consideration, if salary cap was lifted, I think Michelle Kang. I think this team this team would be one of the would, would be one of the craziest spenders I think in the league. I don't I don't know who their competition. I think uh, Angel City might be some competition, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, and yeah, we're, we'd be in the top third. We'd be in the top couple three. I think if that would be the case. Yeah, yeah. And um, then they drafted a defender, <laughs> sort of <laughs> midfielder defender. I I I guess she's going to be utility. Um, Delaney Graham from Duke. That was sort of the last pick of the last pick of the draft. Um, Richmond born Ted. Richmond born. Oh, I, I missed that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Now he loves her. Now that was going to get a grand. Yeah, that's my, that's my new, that's my new favorite player. That's my new favorite <laughs> player. Um, and also my call for Richmond to please, please get a women's team. I want to see Seriously. a w super league team for, for Richmond. Um, absolutely. 
Um, so cool. I'll be, I'll be rooting for her. <laughs> I'll be rooting for she her also, to be successful. She also has a she also has an album that you can download uh, on on iTunes uh, called uh, Lady Blue is her is her nom her show name, and uh, you check that out. <laughs> Maybe she'll moonlight. Maybe you know. <laughs> I think but she's she's a utility. Sounds like she's more of like a utility player. So she plays defense, right back, midfield. I've seen her uh, listed all over the place um, as far as on. And this one has her as a midfielder. I've seen her as a right back. So I think just a flexible player that I think they liked and they wanted to, you know, they can utilize in different spots on the field. Um, so we usually see some of those players that don't have the attacking ability shift over to right back and have pretty good careers. So um, we'll see. uh We'll see. Um, it's certainly an interesting draft, and I think we hope there is more more on the way for the for the Washington Spirit. There has to be. <laughs> <laughs> there there has to be. be. So uh, uh, we still don't have a schedule. Also, as well, we, don't? we should probably we should probably mention that. Um, so I guess as long as the schedule's not out, there's still some time for them to add players. Like that's that's the <laughs> that that's the line. I, if we get past that, then we're in trouble. And they do have time. I think the season still doesn't begin till like late April. I want to say. I think I saw that correctly. Could yep. be could be wrong about that. So there's time. It's not like DC United where the season starts in 50 days. They've got at least an, another couple of months. Um, so there's certainly a lot more a lot more opportunities to go out and and grab some players. And you know maybe we'll see some trades. I don't know if there are any still free agents still left that haven't signed yet. So um, so yeah, from the spirit side, from the spirit side, from from any sort of free agents out there in NWSL that still have not. They've been country. picked pretty clean by this point. All, yeah. all, all of the all of the top names have been. By the way, I think also uh, Tobin Heath is now a member of Angel City. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so the the rich get richer there. Christian Kristen Press is recovering from her ACL. So get ready for that. That'll be that'll be exciting. Uh, in in the last bit of like team news uh, that is like a positive sign. Sam, Sam Staub, I I made a joke earlier that after this team kept trading away all its defenders and drafted a million forwards. Sam Staub has never had a better negotiating position with which to renegotiate her contract. And literally th- three days after I said that, four days after I said that, it's announced that she has uh, renegotiated her contract and now has a three-year deal uh, to stay with the club. Sam Staub is, uh, she played every minute of every game last season. I believe she played every minute of every game in the championship season. She is one of the best uh, passers of the ball from the back in the entire league. Her, her expected assists per game is 95th percentile. Her expected uh, assists, her uh, non-penalty expected goals plus assisted goals, 90th percentile, 94th percent in shot creating actions. That's the important one out of all these out of all these stats. She is she can find a runner from where she sits in the center back role better than anybody else almost in the league, and no one else in the, no one else on the team has that skill set. She's no slouch defensively. Obviously, you guys know she's not uh, super tall. Uh, she 77 percentile on block, 65 in clearances, tackles and interceptions and aerials. Not so great under 40 percent. Uh, but overall, this is a attacking weapon. It's, it's a luxury, I think, in this league to have a defender that adds so much to your attack and also isn't a real liability on defense. So the fact that you can lock her up and sure, I'm sure she got a little bit of a pay bump. Uh, because <laughs> she's the only center back left. So she said, I, you've got to pay me at least one and a half of me uh, if I'm going to cover all these roles. It's great. Great move. Good for her. Yep. Good for her. Great to have her. Great to have her locked in. So there there are still some defensive players <laughs> that are still on this team. Um, and I was kind of looking, I mean, they still, I think they still have a starting 11 of defensive players. I think depth, depth is just the concern. 
um, for this team. So um, in competition- I, I, I don't, I don't want Anna Halford to be a right back. Yeah. And I, and right now I think she is going to be, I think she was much, I think, you know, I guess it depends on how Mark Parsons sets up and we'll find that out as the year goes along. Uh, but I'd prefer her. I mean, that'll get her more time. She'll be mm-hmm. a every game player, uh, which the Halfordy hive obviously wants, but I would, I would appreciate her being closer to goal, but we'll, we'll see. I, I think you're going to see two or three more defenders brought in. Uh, but that, I think it's just going to have yeah. to happen. They, I think they have the cap space to do it. Um, they have the cap space, and they didn't give up too much, I guess, in allocation money when I, when I was trying to think about it. So, all right, folks, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode of Kindred Spirits. Uh, season gets closer. I'm sure our shows will become a little bit more longer, a little more in depth as we get close to the regular season. We're also going to continue the content train going. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna be able to get some uh, get some interviews for you guys and and uh, really. Try to try to try to talk Washington spirit as we get closer to the beginning of the season. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening and we will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.